0: Jesus moved in a very poor world. People were seeking their own solutions. Many were helped. Not that Jesus was helping, but they were helped. And Jesus says again and again, it is your faith that has healed you. When you have faith, compassion, if you have faith, Compassion can pour into you. When you have faith, you are open to compassion. Buddha did miracles, but those miracles are of the invisible. Mahavira did miracles, but those miracles are of the invisible. You cannot see them. They can only be seen by the person to whom they have happened. But compassion is always therapeutic. Whatever your level, it helps you. Compassion is love purified. So much so that you simply give and don't ask anything in return. Buddha used to say to his disciples, after each meditation, be compassionate immediately. Because when you meditate, love grows the heart becomes full. After each meditation, feel compassion for the whole world so that you share your love and you release the energy into the atmosphere and that energy can be used by others. I would also like to say that to you, after each meditation, when you are celebrating, have compassion. Just feel that your energy should go and help people in whatsoever ways they need it. Just release it. You will be under you will be unburdened. You feel very relaxed, you will feel very calm and quiet, and the vibrations that you have released will help many. And your meditations always with compassion. And compassion is unconditional. You cannot have compassion only for those who are friendly towards you, only for those who are related to you. It, It happened in China. When Bodhidharma went to China, a man came to him. He said, I have followed your teachings. I meditate and then I feel compassion for the whole universe. Not only for men, but for animals, for rocks and rivers also. But there is one problem. I cannot feel compassion for my neighbor. No, it is impossible. So you please tell me. Can I exclude my neighbor from my compassion? I include, I include the whole existence, <clears throat> known and unknown, but I, can I exclude my neighbor? Because it is very difficult, impossible. I cannot feel compassion for them, for him. Bodhidharma said, then, forget about meditation. Because if compassion excludes anybody, then it is no longer there. Compassion is all-inclusive, intrinsically all-inclusive, intrinsically all-inclusive. So if you cannot feel compassion for your neighbor, then forget all about it because it has nothing to do with somebody in particular. It has something to do with your inner state. Be compassionate unconditionally and directed and addressed. Then you become a healing force in this world of misery. <clears throat> Jesus says Love thy neighbors as thyself again and again. And he also says love thy enemy as thyself. If you analyze both sentences together, you will come to find that the neighbor and the enemy are almost always the same person. (laughs) Love thy neighbor as thyself and love thy enemy as thyself. What does he mean? He simply means don't have any barriers for your compassion, for your love, as you love yourself, love the whole existence, because in the ultimate analysis, the whole existence is you, reflected in many mirrors. It is you. It is not separate from you. Your neighbor is just a form of you. Your enemy is also a form of you. Whatever you come across, you come across yourself. You may not recognize it because you are now very alert. You may not be able to see yourself in the other. But then something is wrong with your vision. Something is wrong with your eyes. Compassion is therapeutic. And to be compassionate... One has to have compassion for oneself in the first place. If you don't love yourself, you will never be able to love anybody else. If you're not kind to yourself, you cannot be kind to anybody else. You're so-called saints who are so very hard on themselves. Are just pretending that they are kind to others. It is not possible. Psychologically, it is impossible. If you cannot be kind to yourself, how can you be kind to others? Whatever you are with yourself, you are with others. Let that be a basic understanding. If you hate yourself, you will hate others and you have been taught to hate yourself. Nobody has ever said to you, love yourself. The very idea seems absurd, love oneself. The very idea makes no sense, loving oneself. We always think that to love one needs somebody else. But if you don't learn But if you don't learn it with yourself, you will not be able to practice it with others. You've been told constantly conditioned that you are not of any worth. From very direction, from every direction you've been shown you have been told that you are unworthy, that you're not what you should be, that you are not accepted as you are. Accepted as you are. There are many shoes hanging over your head, and those shoes are almost impossible to fulfill. And when you cannot fulfill them, when you fall short, you feel condemned, a deep hatred arises in you about yourself. How can you love others so full of hatred? Where are you going to find love? So you only pretend, you only show that you are in love. Deep down, you are not in love with anybody. You cannot be. Those pretensions are good for a few days, then the color disappears then reality asserts itself. Every love affair is on the rocks. Every love affair is on the rocks. Sooner or later, every love affair becomes poisoned. How does it become uh, so poisoned? Both people pretend that they are loving. Both go on saying that they love. The father says he loves the child. The child says he loves the father. The mother says she loves her daughter. And the daughter goes on saying the same thing. Brothers say they love each other. The whole world talks about love, sings about love, and can you find any other place so loveless? Not an iota of love exists. Not an iota of love exists. Only mountains of talk, Himalayas of poetry about love. It seems all these poetries are just compensations. Because we cannot love, we have somehow to believe through poetly, through singing, that we love. What we miss in life, we put into our poetry. What we go on missing in life, we put into the film, in the novel. Love is absolutely absent because the first step has not been taken yet. The first step is to accept yourself as you are. Drop all shoes, don't carry any odd in your heart. You are not to be somebody else. You are not expected to do something that doesn't belong to you. You are just to be yourself, relax and just be yourself. Be respectful to your individuality and have the courage to sign your own signature. Don't go on copying others signatures. I like that. I want to read it again here. The first step is to accept yourself as you are. Drop all shoes. Don't carry any oat in your in your heart. You are not to be somebody else. You are not expected to do something that doesn't belong to you. You are just to be yourself. Relax and just be yourself. Be respectful to your individuality and have the courage to sign your own signature. Don't go on copying others' signatures. I like that. You are not expected to become a Jesus or a Buddha or a Ramakrishna. You are simply expected to become yourself. It was good that Ramakrishna never tries to become somebody else. So he became Ramakrishna. It was good that Jesus never tried to become like Abraham or Moses. So he became Jesus. It is good that Buddha never tries to become Patanjali or Krishna. That's why he became a Buddha. When you are not trying to become anybody else, then you simply relax. Then a grace arises. Then you are full of grandeur, splendor, splendor, harmony. Because then there is no conflict, nowhere to go, nothing to fight for, nothing to and force upon yourself violently. You become innocent. In that innocence, you will feel compassion and love for yourself. You will feel so happy with yourself that even if God comes and knocks at your door and says, Would you like to become somebody else? You will say, Have you gone mad? I am perfect. Thank you, but never try anything like that. I'm perfect as I am. The moment you can say to existence, I am perfect as I am. I'm happy as I am. This is what in the East we call Shraddha, trust. Then, you have accepted yourself and in, in accepting yourself, you have accepted existence. Denying yourself, you deny the existence that created you. you. The moment you say, I should be like this, you are trying to improve upon existence. You're saying, you committed blunders. I should have been like this, and you have made me like this, You are trying to improve upon existence. It is not possible. Your struggle is in vain. You are doomed to failure. And the more you fail, the more you hate. The more you fail, the more you feel condemned. The more you fail, the more you feel yourself impotent. And out of this hatred, impotency, how can compassion arise? Compassion arises when you are perfectly grounded in your being. You say, yes, this is the way I am. You have no ideas to fulfill. And immediately fulfillment starts happening. The roses bloom so beautifully, beautifully because they are not trying to become lotuses and the lotuses bloom so beautifully because they have not hatred because they have not heard any legends about other flowers everything in nature goes on everything in nature goes so beautifully in accord because nobody is trying to compete with anybody Nobody is trying to become anybody else. Everything is the way it is. Just see the joint. Just see the point. Just be yourself and remember, you cannot be anything else. (laughs) Whatsoever you do, all effort is futile. You have to be just yourself. All effort is futile pointless. You have to be yourself. There are only two ways. One is that by rejecting you are remaining the same. Condemning you can remain the same. Or accepting, surrendering, enjoying, delighting, delighting. You can be the same. Your attitude can be different, but you are going to remain the way you are, the person you are. Once you accept, compassion arises, and then you start accepting others. Have you watched it? It is very difficult to live with a saint. Very difficult. You can live with a sinner, but you cannot live with a saint. Because a saint will be condemning you continuously with his gestures, with his eyes, the way he looks at you, the way he talks at you. A saint never talks with you. He talks at you. He never just looks at you. He always has some ideas in his eyes clouding his vision. He never sees you. He has something far away in his mind, and he goes on comparing you with it. And of course, you always fall short. His very look makes you a sinner. It is very difficult to live with a saint, because he does not accept himself. How can he accept you? He has many things in him jarring notes that he feels he has to go beyond. Of course, he sees the same thing in you in a magnified way. But to me, only that person is a saint who has accepted himself and in his acceptance has accepted the whole world To me, that state of mind is what sainthood is. The state of total acceptance. Uh Aha. The state of total acceptance. And that is healing, therapeutic. Just being with somebody who accepts you totally is therapeutic. You will be healed. Just being with somebody who accepts you too totally is therapeutic. You will be healed. So move slowly, alert, watching, be loving. If you are sexual, I don't say drop sex. I say make it more alert. Make it more prayerful. Make it more profound. Sorry, but I'm not able to change that setting.: No problem, so that I can become love. If you are loving, then make it even more grateful. If you are loving, then make it even more grateful. Bring, bring deeper gratitude, joy, celebration, meditation to it so that it can become compassion. Unless compassion has happened to you, don't think that you have lived rightly or that you have lived at all. Compassion is the flowering. And when compassion happens to one person, millions are healed. Whoever comes around him is healed. Compassion is therapeutic.